0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. T-G-I-M, thank God it's Monday. Thank you for tuning into Storytime. I am your narrator, Pastor Kim, aka The Storyteller. Storytime is sharing the word of God by simply narrating the stories from the Bible. Outside of Facebook Live, you can catch It's Storytime on anchor.fm forward slash it's Storytime Pastor Kim and also on YouTube in the search field type in Pastor Kimberly Stratton then go to videos don't forget to like subscribe and share and also don't forget to hit the bell so you can be notified of any future videos that I have. In Storytime we use various Bible translations such as the KJV the King James Version the NIV the New International Version the ERV, the easy to read, the book, and so forth. We use a plethora of references, such as diverse Bible commentaries, books, magazines, the internet, including websites, blogs, and study materials. But mainly, we will use the understanding and the interpretation from the Spirit of God. So let us begin. It's story time, it's story time. Good morning, good morning. It's story time, it's story time, good morning, good morning, good morning, it's story time, and thank you for tuning in. In this segment, God is speaking, and God's message is, are you really a child of God? We're going to the book of Genesis, chapter 27, verses 1 through 24, and I will be reading the book version, and the word reads, When Isaac was old and almost blind, he called for Esau, his older son, and said, My son. Yes, father, Esau replied. I am an old man now, Isaac said, and I expect every day to be my last. Take your bow and a quiver full of arrows out into the open country and hunt some wild game for me. Prepare it just the way I like it so it's savory and good and bring it here for me to eat. Then I will pronounce the blessing that belongs to you, my firstborn son, before I die. But Rebecca overheard the conversation, so when Esau left for hunts for the wild game, she said to her son Jacob, I overheard your father asking Esau to prepare him a delicious meal of wild game. He wants to bless Esau in the Lord's presence before he dies. Now my son, do exactly as I tell you. Go out to the flocks and bring me two fine young goats. I'll prepare your father's favorite dish from them. Take the food to your father. Then he can eat it and bless you instead of Esau before he dies. But mother, Jacob replied, he won't be fooled that easily. Think how hairy Esau is and how smooth my skin is. What if my father touches me? He'll see that I'm trying to trick him and then he'll curse me instead of blessing me. Let the curse fall on me, my dear son, said Rebecca. Just do what I told you, go out and get the goats. So Jacob followed his mother's instructions, bringing her the two goats. She took them and cooked a delicious meat dish, just the way Isaac liked it. Then she took Esau's best clothes, which were there in the house and dressed Jacob with them. She made him a pair of gloves from the hairy skin of the goats and she fastened the strip of the goat skin around his neck. Then she gave him the platter of food to give to his father. And he said, my father? Yes, my son, he answered. Who is it, Esau or Jacob? Jacob replied, it's Esau, your oldest son. I've done as you told me. Here is the wild game, cooked the way you like it. Sit up and eat it so you can give me your blessing. Isaac asked, how are you able to find it so quickly, my son? Because the Lord, your God, put it in my path, Jacob replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, come over here. I want to touch you to make sure you're really Esau. So Jacob went over to his father and Isaac touched him. The voice is Jacob's, but the hands are Esau's, Isaac said to himself. But he did not recognize Jacob because Jacob's hands felt hairy, just like Esau's. So Isaac pronounced his blessing on Jacob. Are you really my son Esau? he asked. Yes, of course, Jacob replied. May the Lord have a blessing on the reading and hearing of His word. The father Isaac asked in verse 24, are you really my son Esau? Isaac asked this question because the voice sounded like his son Jacob, but when Isaac went to touch his son, he felt like Esau. God is asking some of his people, are you really a child of mine? You sound like someone different. You sound like the world. You sound like you have no home training. You sound as if you don't love me or my people, nor want to keep my commandments. You sound like an imposter. You don't sound like the one who follows my word, reads my word, and meditates on my word, says God. However, looking at you and touching you, it feels and looks like the body that I gave you, says God. Unlike the father Isaac, who was confused as to which child he was about to bless, God knows you, and I'm working in my prophetic gift. God is speaking to you today. God is speaking to you today. There is no sin you can disguise from him to make it seem like you are not you. There's no new home you can live in and think he doesn't know where you live. There's no new job or new promotion that you can get to make it seem like you've stepped into another place. There's no mountain you can hide in or a cave you can get inside of. There's no ground or high ground, too high or too low, that God does not know it's you. You can put on fake lashes, get your hair cut, color your hair, extend your hair, put some black stuff in your hair, disguise your bald spots. You can lose weight, gain weight, get new clothes, shop at the Goodwill or shop at the most expensive places. You can drive either the most expensive car or the least expensive car and try to disguise yourself. It does not matter. God says he still knows who you are. But he's asking, based on your actions, based on the words that are coming out of your mouth, based on what he sees you doing, especially when no one else is looking, he wants to know, are you really a child of mine? Some may think it's strange that Isaac would not recognize Jacob from Esau, even though they were twins, but they were not identical. They were fraternal twins, because we read in the story that Esau was hairy and Jacob's skin was smooth. And even though they were twins and they sounded different, the father Isaac recognized that one felt different than the other. And that's how God is with you. You could be a set of twins, a set of triplets, a set of sextuplets. You could be your individual self and God will still know you and your sound, your voice, your actions from someone else's. So looking through my family history, we've had a few sets of twins. And at one time I lived near one set of those twins and I loved them so much. And no matter what each one did, I could always tell them apart. And they tried. Oh my God, they tried to trick me, especially when when I first met them. They would change clothes and change styles and they just went through it. They were tricksters. But that's what twins will do sometimes, especially when they're identical. So when I first started coming around as the days and weeks went on, I noticed I noticed how different they really were, even though they were identical, identical to the point that sometimes family and friends and teachers would get them mixed up. But I started noticing. I would notice how one would talk a little bit differently than the other. One would dress slightly different than the other. Even though they were dressed identical, maybe one had different socks on that no one noticed. Or one had a blue color ponytail and, you know, um, barrettes and the other one had red barrettes but something real simple that no one else really picked up. Again, one dressed slightly different than the other. One had a different style than the other. And when dancing, one danced differently than the other. And when we cuddled, one would just cuddle just a little bit differently than the other. Now they both cuddled, but it was just a little bit different with them. So as time went on, they tried to trick me the more, but I would say, "Uh -uh, uh uh-uh, you're so-and-so. And And they would say, "Uh uh-uh, no, I'm not. But I knew I was right. And after a while, they would say, how did you know? Because I knew in my heart, I loved them equally. Yet I knew them apart. And Isaac was the same way with these set of twins, with Esau and Jacob. He knew them differently. He says, hey, I'm getting in my old age and I'm almost blind. And even though I think I might be losing my mind a little bit, he said, this child sounds like Jacob, but feels like Esau. He thought maybe his hearing was going as well. I'm here to let you know that there's nothing wrong with God's eyesight and nothing wrong with his hearing. He knows your voice, your actions. He knows you better than you know yourself, better than your mother or your best friend knows you. You can put on a disguise if you want. You can put on a different skin and pretend you're someone one day and someone else the next day. But God still knows you. You can be mute and God still knows you. But if you're going to go through all that and change everything about you, walk one way to one day and then talk another, pretend one day you're saved and then get turned up the next day, go to church on Sunday, then Sunday night into Monday, you're clubbing, then on Wednesday, you're at Bible study, then you're in church one day and back and forth, back and forth all week. God said, make up your mind. God said, you can't continue to straddle the fence. God said, you can fool others, but you can't fool him. So God is asking, do you want to be my child? Are you sure? I know I said, choose ye this day whom you will serve, but some of you don't have a choice of God. Because souls are attached to you. God said he gave you time out in the world. Now get yourself together. It's time to get yourself together. Today's lesson is: are you really a child of God? And I know some of you hardcore, stiff-necked children, will say, Well, God loves me. I know he loves me. The Bible says he loves me. Of course, God loves you. John 3:16 lets you know that he loves you. But was it not enough that God sent down his son Jesus to be mocked, tortured, beaten, spit on, and crucified for you? Was it not enough that Jesus had to bleed and die for you? Oh, yes, he died for the world, but he died for you. You got to make this thing personal. Just for you to have him crucified all over again every day that you go back into the world, your sin, your muck, and your mire? Because that's what it is. Every time you decide not to be a child of God and instead give into your fleshly desires and go back into the world and do what you think you're growing up to do, you are crucifying our Lord and Savior all over again. So I ask you, because God asked you earlier, but now I'm asking you, are you really a child of God? At a moment's notice, can someone call you to pray for them? Or do you have to get the stench of liquor premarital sex lotto pornography gambling and whatever else it is that's on you that's not of god off of you before you can pray at a moment's notice can someone ask for your godly wisdom and you give it to them by using scripture and not your opinion what about yourself When was the last time you fasted When was the last time you prayed? When was the last time you meditated on God's word? When was the last time you opened up God's word, his Bible, and it wasn't because it was in church or someone prompted you to do, but you did it on your own accord? When was the last time? Have you done the great commission as in Matthew 28 that God commissioned us? When was the last time you told someone your testimony about how you got over to help them get over? When was the last time that the pastor or a lady of the church asked you to assist with a church or a church project or a church function without your head spinning around like you were possessed? When was the last time you volunteered to clean the church house without asking for anything in return? When was the last time you just picked up the phone or even text a brother or sister in Christ when you had not seen them for a while? Is your hand always out and extended for others to help? Because, well, was me. What about me and your victim mindset? Or are you trying to be victorious in Christ and reaching out to others with that hand? Do you know what it is to be a child of God? The Bible says in St. Matthew chapter 7, verses 21-23, the King James Version, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many marvelous works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Many men and women profess Christ, but they reflect the world so much so the world considers them one of their own. The Bible says in Isaiah 29, 13, Ezekiel 33 and 31, and St. Matthew chapter 15, verses 7 through 9, that the Lord said, because this people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips while their hearts are far from me, and their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. God says your mouth is lip-syncing. Your heart is so far from him, he can't even trust them. Your mouth because he's looking at the heart. He's searching the heart. Your mouth says any and everything, but your heart tells the truth. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I beseech you to get yourselves together. I beseech you, brethren, to live a life that's holy, acceptable unto God. The world needs you to wake up those who have not professed Christ, and I am not sure what you're waiting on, but there's no good excuse. All excuses have been nailed to the cross. That is why Jesus died for you. Don't feel that you are not worthy because you are. Trust me, I know. My testimony again, as I've said many, many times, and I'll continue to say it I was out in the world for 12 long years. I had heard the call of God, but I said, ah, oh, that's okay, that's not for me. And I ran. I ran for 12 long years, I didn't make excuses. I just did what I thought I was grown enough to do. But I thank God, I thank God for his grace and his mercy because not everyone has a testimony of coming back. Some people came back but not in their right mind. Some people came back and let me tell you, they had seven more demons with them. Some people came back and they said, my God, my God. They didn't feel worthy. I thank God that he didn't see me where I was at during those 12 years, but he saw me today, his child. Today, I'm asking you, are you really a child of God? Matthew chapter 7, verse 18, the King James Version says, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. So your homework? Are you hearing if God is asking you about being his child or not? There's your actions, your words, do they reflect a the child of God or not? There's no longer straddling the fence. If you've fallen short and have sinned or are no longer in God's graces, or maybe you simply say, God, I need to re examine my covenant with you. We can do this together right now. No more excuses. I need you to make a new declaration with your Lord. And it's as easy as A, B, C, and D. A. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. B, believe that Jesus is the Son of God, born of the Virgin Mary, walked this earth for 33 years, was crucified, died, and buried and rose on the third day. Believe in the Trinity of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. C, confess your sins to God. D, deny yourself. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 11, the King James Version says, if thou shalt Confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Let us pray right now. You are ready to give your life to the Lord. Or if you already had your covenant, but you sinned, you broke it, you backslid, or whatever the case may be, you are worthy. Right now, let's pray the prayer of faith to reconnect you back to the Father. Pray right now with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come before you right now. God, I come before you right now. Oh, God, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I receive you into my heart. Father, I believe Jesus, that you are the son of God, born the Virgin Mary. I believe that you walked this earth and you had teachings, Father. I believe, Jesus, that you was crucified, dead, and buried on the third day you rose. I confess my sins to you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Receive my true confessions, O God, for everything I've said, done, did, O God. Lord, forgive me. Father God, enter into my heart. Cleanse my mouth. Cleanse my heart, O God. Let me have good fruit receive me back into your good graces O oh god in the name of jesus father forgive my omission and commission lord i am so sorry O oh god lord i deny myself O oh god because i want to receive you i want to do the good work of you O oh god i don't want you to hear you say depart from me you worker of iniquity but when the time comes i want to hear you say well done that good and faithful servant father i am sorry receive your child today in jesus mighty name Amen. If you said the ABCDs and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you confess your sins, welcome back into the fold. Welcome to your recovenants with God. Welcome to your new day starting today. Let me tell you, it gets easier. Oh, the devil's waiting. But the word says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If today you gave your life back to Christ, the angels in heaven are rejoicing. And I truly believe in my heart and hearts that those that are listening to this, those that take this into their spirit and share it with other people, they also as well will receive Christ into their lives. The angels in heaven are rejoicing when one soul gives their life back to Christ. Imagine what the angels are doing right now with several people giving their life back to Christ. If you are struggling on this journey or you're saying, Lord, I don't know what to do next or God, I don't have a church home. I'm not sure. Lord, help me, lead me. You can reach out to me. I'm God's servant. I am here. He sends pastors after his own heart. I am here to help you through this process. You can either text me at 717-623-4321, or you can Facebook message me, Kimberly Stratton, S-T-R-A-T-T-O-N. Or hey, if you want to email me, that's fine as well. You can email me at Kimberly Stratton, the author at outlook.com. Again, that's Kimberly Stratton, the author at Outlook.com. I am here for you. God is here for you. Start your new day today in the bosom of God. Thank you so much for tuning in to It's Story Time. Until next time, it's story time. It's story time. Good morning. Good morning.